Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that's a perfect match for your ears. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who is one pathetic loser. Yeah, that's me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother who's had an extra pair of gloves this entire time. <laughs> yeah, we're in the Rockies. It's Trey Newman. But let's, uh, let's start this episode in a way we never have, guys, with a trivia zone. All right. Um, I'm going to ask you a trivia question here. Trivia. Doesn't matter what it is, you have answers. Zone. When you ask me those kind of questions, it really pisses me off. Trivia Zone. I have a question about college basketball, and I'm going to go through the the Power Five football conferences, and you guys have to tell me which school in that conference has the longest active streak of consecutive NCAA tournaments made. Mm. So I'm going to be talking football conferences, but you give me the, the basketball answer. So let's start with the ACC. Consecutive tournaments made. You would have to think Duke, Ryan, or I would... Yeah, I would think Duke. It is Duke. They have 24 consecutive. They've made it every year since 1996. North Carolina has nine in a row. Oh. Yeah, I remember they had a, a NIT not that long ago or something. Yeah. So, Well, and they're not going to make it this year either. New. Big 12. <laughs> Kansas. Kansas, Kansas 30, 30 years in a row. Uh, they have the longest active streak. So every year since 1990. Big 10. Hmm. Well, you immediately think Sparty. Uh, I when was the last time they didn't make it? Um, so there's Michigan State. Um, Indiana's had down years. Wisconsin. Wisconsin's been pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm thinking Sparty. It is Sparty. Twenty two in a okay. row. Yeah, Wisconsin did have a really wrong, long streak, but... But it was like last year or something they didn't make it, or the two years maybe before. I, f- I forget when it ended, but yeah, not not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you're three for three so far. Gets a little harder now. Pack 12 Um. Well, the U- the Washington schools are out. Well, Oregon Washington- is a- Washington's out. Oregon is a strong possibility. You got Arizona is also... Yeah, got to think Arizona. I feel like it would be between Arizona and Oregon. I would lean more towards Arizona. Hmm. I mean, pre-Dana, Oregon had some shaky... I know, but I'm just trying to think, did Arizona miss it somewhat recently? I'm a, I'm, I would say Arizona. All right, let's go with Arizona. Arizona is incorrect. They did not make it last year. Golly gee, oh, dang it. So, okay. so, quack, quack. No, the Ducks only have one in a row. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Washington also has one in a row. The winner with two years in a row. That's the longest active streak in the Pac-12. That's crazy. Is Arizona State. Weird. Oh, that's too. nuts. Yeah, Arizona State. <laughs> Pretty pathetic for the Pac-12. Uh, it's been really down lately, so makes sense, I guess. Yes, it has. SEC. So, logical, you'd say Kentucky, think, but they, they were yeah. out of it a few years ago. I remember they lost to Robert Morris in the NIT for some reason. I don't know why I that remember was, that. Yeah, that was like, what, like eight years ago? Yeah. I mean, unless that was it. But uh, you got Florida. You got 
Tennessee had had some runs. Yeah, but no, they didn't make it. I don't know. It's either it's got to be Kentucky if or Florida. I would your Florida. Well, Florida had to have missed it somewhat. Let me think. Who else is in the SEC that is Auburn, best? LSU? N- n- no, no, no. South Carolina. There's. I would lean if I had to guess. I guess I'd say Florida. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go Florida. Incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, Kentucky. Kentucky? Yeah, wow, Kentucky. Man. Six straight. Uh, Florida yeah, they... only only has three straight. Wow. So right. Kentucky, since that one NIT game, that was or. Wow, interesting. All right, so that I went through the Power Five conferences there. I do have two more for you. Let's do uh, G five. So which which team that is in the G five in college football and FBS? Gonzaga. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. It's got to be a football. Yeah. Uh, kind of a tough one off the top of your head. What about like? Um, has Connecticut been? They missed it last year. Yeah, they haven't been good recently. Um. Oh wait, let's think about Mountain West. Yeah, but it's just the Aztecs, really. You know, New Mexico, UNLV. Yeah, Utah State. Utah State. Um, the American would have Wichita, but they're not. There's Houston's made a good run lately. Temple. Yeah, I don't know Houston. Not Houston. Incorrect. They are good in football right now as well. Out of the AAC. Cincy? Cincy. They, oh. They've they made it nine straight years, so it's not even close. Wow, they've been flirting with it. They're flirting with it right now. But. Yeah. Uh, and then I think in second among G5 teams is Nevada with three. Okay. Hmm. So there you go. And then last one, independent. Which independent school has made the most consecutive tournaments? And I'll, it's a tough one. Independent for football? Yeah. yeah there aren't any in basketball, really. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um. Well, it's so you got Notre Dame, BYU, and like Navy, or not Navy, Army isn't. And this team has made it three straight years. Hmm. Three straight years? Can't be Notre Dame. They didn't even they didn't make it last year. They were horrible. Or uh, maybe BYU? But they're West Coast Conference. Oh, wait, independent football. Got it. No, they didn't make it last year. Not BYU. Is it New Mexico State? New Mexico State. There you oh, go. Wow. Because <laughs> they used to be the whack and they've been good. They've dominated the, the yeah. whack now. Well, they did. They used to, but. Uh, All okay. right. There we go. Interesting. That's Trivia Zone. All right. Poor Pac 12, man. Oof. All right. Trey, you've, uh, you've got a top five list for us. We now interrupt this podcast for a 1970s game show. Get ready to match the stars. Michael Newman, Ryan Newman, and Trey Newman as we play the star-studded big money college football match game. And now, here's the star of the college football match game, Sarah Stimson. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We've got some great celebrities for you this episode. Ryan, you have the first turn as the contestant. And the point of the game is to match the answer that you think Trey and Michael will give. So, Ryan, I understand your claim to fame is coming up with a groundbreaking invention? That's right, Sarah. A shovel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, fill in the blank. 
Blank is an under-the-radar quarterback transfer that I think will have a big impact. I'm going to go with one that is we just kind of found out about. I'm going to say that the guys are going to go with Peyton Ramsey. Peyton Ramsey is going to Northwestern from Indiana. Uh, we all remember how anemic Northwestern's offense was last year, so he's obviously has the opportunity to come right in and make a big impact. I think he will because he was a pretty good darn quarterback at, at, at Indiana. He was whenever we saw him play, he was uh, kind of gutsy. Is the kind of the word that I would use to describe. He threw for over six thousand yards in his in his career, nearly rushed for a thousand. So he's got a dual threat ability to him. I wouldn't be surprised if he's your day one starter at Northwestern. All right, I went a little more off the radar than you, Ryan. I went with Jaron Williams. He He's yet to announce where he's going, but if you look at his stats, he didn't have all that bad of a season at Miami, considering how their offense had so many issues last year. He's young. There was some inexperience around him. He was a four-star coming out of high school just a couple years ago. I don't see why he couldn't succeed in the right system. That is a uh, a tough one for me to match there, a guy that we don't even know where he's going to be. <laughs> True. But I actually, I mean, it's a good answer because I sort of forgot that he was in the transfer portal. Like, I hadn't thought about Jaron Williams in a while. Yeah. True. wonder where he's going to go. Uh, so, my answer was one that happened in the past week, Ryan, and it is Peyton Ramsey. Hey. All right. There you go. You got a point. Um, yeah. I mean, I just echo your sentiments there. Um, Northwestern's quarterback play last year was... So, so bad. 50% completions, six touchdowns, 15 picks. So it's not going to take much for him to be a massive upgrade. And like you, I, I like him. I like Peyton Ramsey. Yeah, he's good. Okay, on to the next contestant. So Trey, you told us backstage you'd use the winnings to buy software? That's right, Sarah. Someone stole my copy of Microsoft Office. And if you're watching, I will catch you. You have my word. <laughs> Wait, where's the Ryan laugh in there? You gotta clear the, you know, the Ryan fake laugh is. <laughs> there it is. Nice. Okay. So, Trey, a coach who may seem somewhat secure but could easily find himself on the hot seat next year is blank. I'm going with Dino Babers. Ooh. He had wow. one, one magical 10 and 3 year. That has been sandwiched by below 500 years. There were a lot of expectations last year. He didn't deliver. He's going to have to show some improvement this year. That is actually, in the spirit of the question, that is very good. Because you're right. He does seem pretty secure. Uh, But I did not go with him. I went with Justin Fuente. Wow. Yeah, your boy. Yeah, his. uh, he obviously started out really well at Virginia Tech. A couple of 9-10 win seasons. And then a down year, 6-7. and And last season, I guess you'd call it a bounce back at eight and five, but there's still been issues in the program, players transferring this offseason. He almost took the the Baylor job and recruiting is is kind of at an all time low. I think they were last in the ACC this offseason. So there's still there's a faction of the fan base like I see on Twitter and on message boards. A lot of Virginia Tech fans are not sold on on Justin Fuente. So if he has a down year, then he'll definitely find himself on the hot seat. Um, yeah. I will say I don't think they will. I like Hendon Hooker, and I think they're going to have a solid year, but if. Yeah, but it, it seems like his time's going to run out there eventually. Um, 
just based off of how things are going. Um, well, I disagree. I like him, even though I gave him as my answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I thought about Dino Babers, Trey. He probably was my number two. Uh, but I went with Tom Herman. He's, You'd say Tom Herman seems secure? Well, <laughs> you know, he past couple of years, he's had a de- you know decent runs. Not amazing, but okay, not bad. I just think you're the spirit of the question. I think you failed, Ryan. Wow, I'm not so sure. Okay, <laughs> I'm an unruly contestant. I'm sorry, Sarah. Yeah, well, I'm rooting what, the show. What bowl game were they in this year? They went in the Alamo Bowl. They won it. Oh yeah, and then the year before they beat Georgia. Yeah, but a, if you come know. on, Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just say they went. If they went six and six this year, he'd be fired. Well, up yours, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we'll, we gonna let you finish. Give your answer. No, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. I mean, so, I guess he's somewhat, maybe somewhat secure. Could you say that? Is it? Is that the wording of the question? At least he didn't say Clay Helton. Good point. Good point. Wow. Wow. Was there any any? Sorry, Ryan. Was there anybody else you guys considered? Scott Frost. Like I consider Dave Dorn. I, I thought about Dave, Dave Dorn. Dorn for sure. Pat Narduzzi. I don't know if he how secure he seems, but. Um, yes. How about Scott Frost? I I said Scott I, I Frost, but nobody responded to that. No. Oh, you did? Go, I didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> he could go four and eight and be fine. Sarah and I are sharing earbuds right now, yeah. so it's a little bit difficult a to four hear. four and eight year from Nebraska, which I will admit is certainly possible. Uh, that's He's going to be on the hot seat if he does that. I think if, if Nebraska goes like four and eight or something this year, which is definitely possible, <laughs> he's going to be on the hot seat yeah. for sure. Yeah, you can say, Mike. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I think Ryan just said something I can't hear, but sure. Uh, should we move on to the uh, next question? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Michael, you wanted to share with the audience a joke about construction? No, actually, I'm I'm still working on it. <laughs> please, <laughs> nice, please, nice. Cincinnati looks like many people's early favorite to be the G5 participant next year. But watch out for blank. I'm going to go with UCF. They were 10 and 3 last year, but there are three losses at Pitt by one, at Cincinnati by three, and then a close loss at Tulsa, which they lost the turnover battle 3 0. So I don't blame them too much. So even though I think teams like, of course, Cincinnati and Memphis are going to get most of the hype in the AAC this year, I think UCF was basically as good as those teams last year. And Dylan Gabriel was only a true freshman. So. Watch out for UCF. Yes, Michael. I also went with UCF. Nice. Not surprised you went there. Um, I just I don't think they're going to be fading anywhere to mediocrity anytime soon. Like you said, they have a lot of great pieces coming back. I I will see Mackenzie Milton. You didn't really mention him. He I don't know if he's going to be able to suit suit up or how reasonable that is to think that he could potentially play. Um, but they had Adrian Killens is finally gone. I will say that, and they did lose Gabriel Davis, but they still have a lot of good pieces coming back. Um, and the defense returns just about everybody. They are going to have a very senior-heavy squad next year. So I, I like that pick. I think UCF is a is a contender next year. It's it's a sweep. I went with UCF as well. They actually finished the year rated higher than uh, Cincinnati in most of the metrics. I think Dylan Gabriel should have a, a big year kind of going into his his second year there. Otis Anderson, Greg McRae at running back. Uh, the defense, Ryan, you touched on it. They return almost all their production. Uh, and they have a chance to make an early statement against North Carolina 
early in the season. So I also went with UCF. All right. Anyone else you guys considered? Obviously, I mentioned Memphis. That's the other team. Memphis is yep. good. Yeah. Boise uh, State, of course. Who's that? Boise State. Yeah, they're always in the mix. They do lose a lot, but they're the class of the Mountain West. All right, two points for me. Okay, so back to Ryan. The spring quarterback competition I'm most looking forward to is blank. Okay, I went with um, the battle in Ann Arbor. We got Joe Milton and Dylan McCaffrey for Michigan. At this point, you would have to give the edge to to McCaffrey he's a little he's a little older he's had actually a little game experience where Milton hasn't had that um and Wolverine fans I don't know I they they desperately need one of those guys to make a big jump because it didn't appear as if they were really ready for that type of environment yet Shea Patterson was the clear-cut guy and whenever McCaffrey got an opportunity he, he didn't look all that great um they they just need a a big step because if they want to reach the level of Ohio State has the past couple years or especially last year uh, they need a big jump from that position. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens this spring and and into summer in Michigan. Okay, that's a good answer. But I went with a team that is probably the most talked about team of the last decade. Alabama. Uh, Alabama. Yeah. I mean, can yeah. you let me spit it out, Ryan? I know I was very rude to you earlier. Yeah, but, but that's boring. Don't be boring. A buzzer in your face, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you got you got Mac Jones, of course. And I guess who is sort of the incumbent, if you want to call him that. Um, and when he played last year, I mean, he was the offense was not they pretty much didn't skip a beat compared to to when they had two. I know it was a, a small sample size. And then you've got uh, the true freshman, of course, the five star Bryce Young. I think because of what happened with Tua a few years ago, Saban may be more willing to go with uh, with a true freshman if he shows some promise. Um, and then you've got Talia. Tungavaloa, who I would think is a pretty clear um, underdog compared to those other two guys, but we will see. I did not go with Michigan. Ryan, I also went with Michael's Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Missed opportunity, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Michael laid it all out. There's a ton of buzz on, on Young, and he definitely has more upside than Jones, but but Mac Jones has that stability and and experience that could that could really help him. Yeah. Well, either way, whoever wins, they're going to be 11 and 0 or 11 and 1, 12 and 0. So I was like, eh, I'm more interested to see what happens in Ann Arbor. I also was kind of curious about uh, Tanner Mordecai or Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would bet on Spencer Rattler. Sure would. <laughs> Heavily, but yeah, I would too. So Trey, Chris Peterson stepped down out of nowhere this offseason. A coach who could surprisingly retire next offseason is blank. Gary Patterson of TCU. Okay. He hasn't had that that much success recently. Uh, the last three, four years here, let's see, three of the last four, they're, they're the highest win total they had was seven. In 2017, they had a, a really good season with the 11 wins, 11 and three. But if they have another subpar year, he, he's been there 20 years. He could decide to hang it up. Yeah, no, that's that's a possibility. Um, I kind of lean somewhere else just because, I don't know, I guess I wouldn't be that shocked just because, like you said, he's had some struggles lately and he's been there forever. So um, I went with Dabo Sweeney. 
<laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, yep. you you nailed the spirit of the question with the surprise. So that'd be surprising. Made up for the made up for the earlier one. Sure did. Yeah. I <laughs> what? Yeah. Went to the way other side of the the, the extreme there. <laughs> what? Well, hey, he's threatened in the past. Like, hey, if college if college players get paid, oh, I will okay. no longer coach anymore. What if that happens? All of a sudden, they found a way to coach pay the players. Dabble's done. I'm out. All right. Wow. You're really taking him at his word there. Yeah. All right, man. If you, if this would be, this would be your Baylor (laughs) of last year. If, if Dabo ends up retiring. Um, (laughs) Okay. Well, I definitely did not go with Dabo, but I did go with Gary Patterson. Yes. Yes. You nailed it, Trey. I mean, it's, it would, I think it's an, it would be enough of a surprise, even though there's been, you know, a, a few years of struggling, like you mentioned, and he's five years older than Chris Peterson, so it could happen. You never know. Yeah. Um, also considered Nick Saban, because eventually it's going to happen, and it's probably going to be a surprise when it does. And then uh, Frank Solich. Ah, yeah. Maybe that wouldn't be shocking, but... David Cutcliffe. Sure. There you go. <laughs> sure. Yeah. R- Ryan Day. Mm, that would be surprising. That I'm would be very the surprising. Ryan, the Ryan logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan logic. <laughs> uh, all right. And lastly, we come back to Michael. Blank seems to be getting a ton of hype heading into next year. Okay, I'm going with uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma so State? They were, really? Are, are they getting a lot of hype? Yeah, they are. I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because you got Chuba Hubbard coming back and Tylen Wallace at receiver, so Fair. I think once those two guys said they were coming back, there's people out there saying they're going to make a run at a New Year's Six or at a playoff. So maybe not a playoff. Maybe I'm building a scarecrow argument yeah. there. But <laughs> well, you're hyping but them I up. I think so because they were. I mean, they were eight and five last year, which is pretty solid. They were they were pretty good, and they're ninth in returning production. And with those guys coming back, as I mentioned, of course, Spencer Sanders back at quarterback. They, I think that you're going to see them in a lot of, of people's, we already have, we've seen them in people's uh, way too early top 25s, um, in some cases pretty high up there. So uh, I think they're getting a lot of hype. I don't know if, you know, I think they'll be good, but the the playoff near six, if anyone's saying that, I wouldn't bet on it. I very much agree with you, Michael, but uh, I didn't go that way. I went with North Carolina. That yeah, they're getting a they're, lot of hype. I like that one. They're getting a ton of buzz. They are trending up, uh, but you know, last year they still did only go seven and six. I I know that in all their losses they were all close, but it's still six six games they lost. And like, don't get me wrong, I like North Carolina. I really like Sam Howell, but I'm curious to see how much of a jump he can actually take. And they also have to play at UCF and Auburn in Atlanta early in the season. So you know, if they if they were to go one and one at best or if they went to oh and two it's you know they might need to pump the brakes on them but they could prove me wrong and go two and oh and deserve all the hype yeah okay i'm i'm on board i'm on board there um i went with another different one though um i went with Tennessee. minnesota oh minnesota i wanted to steal your thunder uh good try <laughs> yeah the golden gophers i think they're just getting a little too much uh hype based off of what they did last year i know they went 11 and two but it wasn't a it was a lucky eleven and two because they went six and one in games decided by one score. I don't see that repeating in two thousand twenty. One of the best players in Minnesota history, Tyler Johnson, he's gone at receiver. Uh, but the big losses are 
uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Antoine Winfield Jr., he declared early for the NFL draft. He might have single-handedly won them a couple games last year with his plays, especially early in the year with those picks. Yeah, he made a um, couple, I think, against Fresno State and against um, South Dakota or... Uh, I don't remember, but another team early. Yeah, he made a pick to clinch it. Yeah, either way, they, they're they going to miss him a lot. Plus, there are six other key contributors that are going to be gone uh, from that defense. So, I just don't think they're going to be able to hold up on that side of the ball. The offense, I'm sure, will still be fine. They have... A, a decent amount of returning production there for sure but i just don't see them having us that success in the close games so yeah i think golden golfers i don't see there's any way they're going to be a top 15 by the end of the year okay any uh any other teams you guys considered obviously i considered tennessee because i threw them out there they're they're getting some hype for sure uh a&m with all the the talent they have coming back i mean in some cases like oklahoma state i may have been a little dismissive but i mean i think they're going to be a lot better too so um it's not necessarily undeserved hype for all these teams but right yeah no i agree with that um texas maybe seems like maybe every year yeah they always they always get hype (laughs) but yeah they will they will get hype i'm i'm we'll see we're we still got a long ways to go but there there are some reasons to think they'll be much improved of course with all the injuries they had defensively and i was i'm a little worried about oregon just because of their the, you know, no Justin Herbert. They lose four of their good offensive linemen. Yeah, they don't. They don't have much coming back on that side of the ball. The defense, yeah, it should be pretty darn good. But you know, it's uh, they're getting preseason top ten easy right now. Mm-hmm. Some have them as high as six or something. I saw. So well, mainly just because they think they'll kind of roll through, not roll through, but lead the Pac-12. So. Yeah, but I mean, there's no real. I mean, there's some decent teams there in the Pac-12 that could definitely get them. So. Okay, that'll do it for the college football match game. So the final scores are Ryan 1, Trey 1, and Michael 2. Congratulations, Michael. Woo-hoo. Thanks for watching, and now let's get back to the College Football Bros podcast. Rigged. It was not rigged. It was not rigged. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Sarah. For yes, thank hosting you. Hosting such a lovely game show. Gracias. She can't hear you anymore. She's leaving. Bye, Sarah. She's leaving you. <laughs> well, I, I hope not. Oh. Sarah, are you leaving me? Oh, she didn't answer. She shut the door. Oh, uh, she's gone. Oh, I guess man. It's a yes. Okay. Oh wait, she's back, Sarah. What? No, I no, I didn't. I w- You can. I went in the big boy toilet. <laughs> you can look sure okay no we'll talk about this later michael okay, why are you crying that. i'm not crying oh okay, okay? uh what, we're recording a podcast right now i sort of forgot about that yeah uh did we ever start it and didn't feel like we really ever started no it's been it's been crazy uh trey now it is time for a top five list we were so rudely interrupted by that game show yeah well and speaking of game shows I'm going with the top five game shows from, Ooh. and I'm going to preface this from the modern era. So the I'm modern I'm, era. Well, in the sense of I'm, le- you know, most of our listeners are, you know, probably younger than me, or yeah, so I would say I'm gonna, so. I'm leaving out games like like Double Dare. Remember the Double Dare with the obstacle courses, slime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, YouTube it if you haven't, and then like the match game which we just played. It's a little old for you know the 
the younger generation. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. Number five, Wheel of Fortune. You okay. know, it's a classic. You got Vanna White, Pat Sajak. It, it's fun to, to see the wheels spin and guess the puzzles. But, you know, if you watch it consistently, it might get a little boring. But from time to time, it's it's good. Yeah, I don't know how anyone would watch it every night, but but it's good. All right. Number four, who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, they're bringing it back. They are, yeah. Really? Who's going to be the host? Jimmy Kimmel. I'm excited. It's, uh, you know... The, the the classic original was the with Regis, of course, and you know the questions. If you haven't seen it, the questions got harder as the game went on. You get three things to help along the way. You could phone a friend, ask the audience, or fifty fifty, and that was that was must see TV when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah. it. Number three, Family Feud. And you know, I'm. You guys should be saying good answer, good answer, oh, right? Now. Good answer, yeah, good, good answer, answer, yeah. It's good, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. good answer. No, but watching the families go head to head, answering the questions quickly. It, you know, some answers are just so utterly ridiculous. Yeah. S- Steve Harvey, Harvey hosts the show now. He's pretty funny. Yeah, there's some good YouTube clips with with Steve Harvey. There really are. Fast Money is my favorite part, though. That's like that's good stuff. It is, yeah. Number two. I'm going with The Price is Right. There are so many different games that it, that makes it exciting. Bob Barker was great. It's Drew Carey now. Uh, you got Plinko. You oh, got yeah. the. You can spin the wheel. That's exciting. There's uh, the Climber. There's there's so many games uh, that that are fun to watch on that. That's why you know you could watch it each day and it's something different. Yeah, yeah. The Price is Wrong, Bobby. <laughs> that's right. And finally, number one. Might get a little flack for this, but this is a personal. Number one is Jeopardy. No, I hey, I, I'm with. I love Jeopardy. Yeah, Jeopardy's good. I love Jeopardy. I'm a sucker for trivia. Enjoy. You know, the thing I like about it is because you can play along a, as the show goes on, and I, you know, you try and get as many as you can, and you can, you actually can obviously learn a lot by watching the show consistently. So I enjoy Jeopardy. All right. I mean, I think that was a good list. I'm trying to think of some others off the top of my head. There was remember the wall a couple years ago with the one that LeBron James produced? No. Okay, well, that one was was very good. They've basically turned it into a very similar one. They don't have the wall anymore, but I think it's called Spin the Wheel. That's pretty entertaining too, but they have like Hollywood Squares. I I never oh, really yeah. got into no, that. But what was what was the one with Howie Mandel? Deal or No Deal? Deal or No Deal. Or? The problem with Deal or No Deal was I just didn't there's really not a ton of skill involved. Yeah. Yeah, it's just making decisions. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of trivia, uh, Sarah and I went to trivia on Monday night, and um, we were we it was kind of like a Slumdog Millionaire moment because like the first half we answered every single question right, we did not get one wrong, and so they they announced the scores at at intermission, and they're reading all of them, and then we were in first by quite a big margin, and there's big groups there. This is all just a big humble brag, by the way. And uh, and so, okay, so we're in first. So everyone's gunning for us. Everyone's like, oh, wait, who's who's scored all that, uh, all those points? And uh, second half, we just tanked. Like, we just, we probably got like two out of the 10 questions right or something like that. Wow. <laughs> but people don't realize that as it's happening because they don't know what if we're getting them right or not. So at the end, right before the final question, when they're reading out the scores and they they read out us like in, you know, 
I don't know, eighth place at the time, there was like an audible gasp from people like, <laughs> did oh, they wow. leave? Like, what What happened? But they got no, we drugs, just first half team. First half team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, major first half team for sure. <laughs> that was our uh, our uh, Michigan State against Illinois well, moment, you, you just, might say. You needed, oh, you wow. needed more depth. <laughs> you know, you guys just could Yeah, we needed some depth. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, that'll do it for our game show episode as it turned out and if you like the show please consider supporting us on patreon patreon.com slash college football bros we've got some uh some trivia shows on there that are that are in the uh, episode bank so we hope you consider that and we will talk to you next week you've been listening to the college football bros if you have any questions for the next podcast email them to college football bros at gmail.com Keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores.